Si hubiera nacido en la quebrada de un mahuaca, vestida en los siete colores, palparían los trenos de chacarera, mi canto alzaría con halcones. Bienvenidos a Radio Menea, a Vero Valletti Flores. And I'm Miriam Soyla Perez. And we are two Latinx friends. With wildly different music tastes. And each week we bring you music from the Latinx artists that we love. And this week we have a, a Meneito for you, a Meneito that we failed to give you last time <laughs> <laughs> because my recording got messed yeah, up. This is take two. <laughs> but this is just the music that we're listening to right now, slash the music that I was listening to last week. I'm still listening to this. <laughs> yep. yep. Still faves. Still faves. This is the, re the reality of DIY podcasting. Sometimes shit goes wrong. You know and it. And that's just, we roll with the punches over two years. I feel like we've had our fair share, but it's bound to happen. <laughs> it's bound to happen with two, like, not that you know we're not audio engineers either of us so this is, this is the reality so thanks for rolling with us we hope you enjoyed the rerun that we did two weeks ago what are we listening to right now Perez? all right so we're starting with a fave of mine the last few weeks it's called soy quien soy and it's by gina chavez <laughs> follow me around the internet and perhaps listen to Tonic um, might have heard it this song got a shout out on our episode that dropped last week mm. um, because we always end the show Tonic is a healing advice podcast we answer questions about healing and we always end the show with things giving us life and actually Rochelle who's my colleague at Tonic um, was the one who turned me on to Gina Chavez so I mentioned it on the show and I want to give Rochelle a shout out for uh, sharing this artist with me. I had not come across her before. Veto, have you heard about her? I had heard about her, yeah, definitely. Yeah, so she's queer, um, she's based in Austin, she's Latinx, and um, she's awesome. She's a folk singer, essentially, which mm -hmm. that's one of the mm -hmm. reasons I was really into her sound is because um, like female singer-songwriter kind of girl with guitar was definitely a genre that I really liked in college, um, but mostly I was listening to like white lesbians in that genre, and that's not really my <laughs> bag anymore. No offense to the white lesbians, but um, so I feel like she's kind of a mix of the two because she's a singer-songwriter. She definitely you know has that like woman with guitar feel, but brings in these um, Latinx kind of vibes and also sings in Spanish and in English and mixes it up and I really really like it awesome that's so deep les of you I know I mean come on 
all, we all walk through our stereotype, stereotypical moments. I, I skipped like the Ani DeFranco phase because I wasn't really angry enough for it. But um, Dar Williams, who's not even a lesbian, but like is somehow in that genre. And I don't know, a bunch of other people, Brandy Carlisle, like all sorts of folks that I was into in college. Did you ever have that like deep les phase? No, I think I skipped it. I don't, I feel like guitar singer songwriters aren't really like my zone. Too many feelings. They're all right. <laughs> it's not like even too many feelings. It's just yeah. like, I don't hate it. I just don't like usually find it very interesting. Understood. Understood. Yeah. Well, yeah. this song is, is definitely been my jam for the last few weeks. Um, one of the things I also noticed about her and the song and her music is that her Spanish is accented um, in a way that mm. feels very familiar to me because I'm also like a Latinx person raised in the U.S. So my Spanish has an accent to it. Um, and I don't mm -hmm. know. I something about that with her I appreciated hearing. I know there can be a lot of shame around accents, especially when you it makes you seem like an outsider, you know, even right. though we all have right. an accent of some sort or another. Like there's no such thing as unaccented language. But so it was kind of sweet to hear it in her voice and in the song and then be like no this is actually like represents an important intersection of identities an important experience of being raised in the diaspora and being american to a certain degree and then that's going to impact the way that you speak so i was kind of like all right yes like i can embrace this i'm not the only one you know and i can embrace that this is a part of who i am and a part of Aww. who other folks are too i love that yeah I'm trying to accept myself <laughs> <laughs> in all the different yes. ways in all the different Good. ways is our ac accent something that you've been conscious about as an immigrant Beto? um i think that when i honestly i feel like when i first came to the united states and which is probably when i had the strongest like accent in english yeah um or like you know like immigrant accent i would say in yeah. english I um I don't really remember that part of my life honestly. I think that mm. was a really tough time and I mm. don't remember like the first few years that mm. I was here very carefully. You know, like I have like little snippets and stuff. It's also like it was like a mad long time ago, you know, so maybe it's that. <laughs> um but um but so I don't I feel like I don't remember that and because um I was also in the United States from when I was three till I was six, and I had forgotten mm. all of my English pretty much by the time that I came back. Right. Um, but I think that's an age where a lot of these, like, s your brain is developing sounds and, um, you know, like, even, like, the roof of your mouth, the way that it's shaped, like, mm. it, it gets shaped based on what language you speak and the ways that you move your tongue and stuff. And I feel like that's a really important time for language development. And right. even though I'd forgotten a lot of it, I think a lot of the sounds were like, you know, in there somewhere. Right. Interesting. Um, I didn't realize you were here at the that age, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so so I think that that is, is part of the way that I speak now. But I don't – so I don't think a lot about – how I speak in English or like my accent or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I think like that's changed based on like where I've lived. Right. Like, mm. you know, I think when I first came to the United States, I was in Minnesota and I probably sounded like a weird Minnesota, you know, like had like a weird Latina with a Minnesota accent. 
right. So it's like some combination of like accented in Spanish, but also somewhat learning right. like Minnesota English somehow. Right. Um, when you when you would go back to Venezuela, did you feel any self consciousness about your Spanish? Spanish? Yeah. No. Like no. 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 Because yeah. I left when I was twelve. You know. So it was like. So it was already pretty formed. Yeah. Yeah, I think that sometimes when. Um, like, when I go back sometimes now, one thing that's different is that I left when I was 12, so it's like I don't have any problems speaking, pero my adult Spanish, you know, like the words that you say when you're grown right. or like the things that you talk about when right. you're an adult versus right. when you're a child, right. like I learned that in English, right? Like I grew right. up here. Right, like right. post age 13, right? So right. in some senses, like things that are like, you know, adulting type scenarios, I mm-hmm. need to like listen closely and it, d- it doesn't come as naturally to me as like everyday yeah. mundane things. Like I'm eating right. dinner, you know, like I'm right, right, whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I remember when I was a kid, you know, I didn't hear my parents' accents, right? I think that's a thing, right? That you don't, you can't, you can't hear an accent in a necessarily in um people that you're like that you spend all your time with I don't know um I didn't I didn't think my parents had an accent like I couldn't hear it but my friends who were all like gringos in North Carolina were like oh my god I love your mom's accent it's so cool (laughs) and I'm like what (laughs) are you talking about like what accent you know because like I didn't hear it like it's just that's just how she talked you know and I think she talked yeah Yeah. I think as an adult like I've been able to hear it more you know but I mean my, my parents have I think by many accounts, very unaccented English because they um, came as teenagers and they are both academics. But but to people who like had no exposure to Latinos at all, I think they could still really hear it. My friends could really hear it. And then in Miami, there's a very particular like Miami English accent that mm-hmm. I always really um, envied. So like in English, the way that folks, especially like, Cubans, but not just Cubans, um, who are born and raised in Miami have this very particular way of speaking. And it's actually been studied. Like it's a thing. Um, and I was always really jealous of like my cousins. Like I wanted to sound more like them. So for me, I mean, a lot of it's about (laughs) belonging, you know, and wanting to belong and wanting to fit in and the way you talk. And like, I don't have a Southern accent, you know? So I feel like I've never really, my accent has never really fit necessarily like the place that I've live or identify with I have I mean everyone has an accent so I'm sure I have one and and there's definitely some code switching that can happen and like when I'm around my family more I can definitely my Spanish or even my English starts to sound different so anyway but yeah right it's all about like identity and belonging and location so yep anyway this this song is from a 2014 album by Gina Chavez there's a bunch of other great jams on this and um, I recommend checking her out awesome my song for this minuto is by a band that I'm not sure that we've ever brought, but I'm sort of surprised that we also haven't brought them. <laughs> this is called Años Atrás, and it's by Balloon.
I don't think that we've ever brought them, but I like them so, so much. They are doing this thing that just like really speaks to me where they're, you know, taking uh, Caribbean sounds and sort of mixing it with some really interesting electronic textures. Um, they're, uh, they're a band that came up in the indie scene in San Juan and uh, they've since relocated to Brooklyn. So they're based here now. And I just love this like sort of dreamy, lo-fi dembo. It's like super lush and like um, these vocals are really ethereal. And I, I just like love the whole thing. They're, it sounds just beautiful. It's sort of like, um, it sort of does the same thing for me that like Mula does. I think that they sound different. They're doing different things, but they're like both capture this thing where it's like they're taking these Caribbean rhythms uh, and making them, uh, mixing them in with all these electronic textures, but still getting the aesthetic right. Because I mm. think that a lot of times, a lot of times people just, you know, are like, oh, let's, you know, sort of gringofy this or like make this palatable to white people or whatever. But this is like something completely different. And mm. I really, really appreciate that. And, you know, I'm like a big fan of like, this like synths, these like cushy synths that come right. in and like, I just, right. I just really like the whole thing. Right. It's so interesting the way you describe it. It's almost like you're describing the aesthetic of it, even though it's not a visual thing. Well, I mean, I think like music can be, like music, aesthetic isn't just for visuals, right? I think right. like an aesthetic is like also for like, like a style, an, an artistic vision, right? right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's very vibrant, I guess. Mm -hmm. It's like, and it's very like I can picture it, and it's like this whole thing, and I feel like there's colors that go along with it. Like I'm not, I'm not usually a person that's like this song goes with this color, but I feel like here mm -hmm. I'm thinking of like really like dark greens and like pastels, right. <laughs> you know, like right. I just think it's so sort interesting. Sort of like how... the plants on pink Instagram come to life. Right. <laughs> That's right. what I imagine it sounds like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just think it's so interesting how our relationship to music I, really mirrors our personalities and our, like, the differences in how we mm, experience mm -hmm. the world. <laughs> Are you into any of the personality typing things, like Enneagram? Um, I feel like I've taken. Is it the Myers-Briggs? Right. I'm an ENTJ on there. And yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. That's like people who are like really charismatic and also like, like, I think like, I think that Stalin was an ENTJ. Oh <laughs> like, God. Those like... things are not helpful. Also, how do we know that? <laughs> who typed him? Somebody's like typing I him. Know. I don't, do we I really know, know that? It's like all these like really like... <laughs> really charismatic horrible dictators uh, I've seen that about Gemini's too like uh, Donald Trump and Jay-Z or Gemini I'm like fuck that shit like, I can't I can't be I can't be grouped in this way um, so Enneagram's not one that you've ever looked into no which would I, I don't think I have <clears throat> it's like some of my friends in DC are like super into it so I feel like I've been reluctantly sort of forced into it because Literally at pretty much every <laughs> gathering, it will get talked about pretty extensively for a number of years now. Um, it's it's a personality typing. It's one. It's numbers, so one through nine, and everybody has a number. Um, but I don't know. It's just thinking about yeah, yeah, different ways of categorizing our personality differences. And but it feels very um, reflected in how we experience music and like how we talk about music, what things we're drawn to. 
So anyway, just like we've gotten so much um, time and sort of study in that and through this podcast, right? It's like two years of like constantly mm-hmm. comparing music and, and talking about music, but in very distinct ways. And I just think it's yeah. interesting. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I think actually um, the for the song, the vocalist is a composer and she's a listener. So oh, cool. Angelica Negron, if. Um, and Valung, if you're listening, shout out to you. We love your music. Yeah. And um, listeners in Brooklyn, actually, if uh, you're around on July 12th, they're playing at Rough Trade um, with Los Walters, if you're interested. So you should cop your tickets to that. Lovely. Mm-hmm. One of the things that we wanted to talk about a little bit is our merch store, because by the time this comes out, it may, it will like almost be in the world, probably within a few days. So close. So close. Y'all, we are super excited. I feel like a kid in a candy store every time something comes from that we've ordered. (laughs) For real. Um, We have some amazing stickers. That Veto designed. We have two enamel pins that Veto also designed, and we have a tote bag, also designed by Veto. Um, I'm so grateful to you for your design skills and your aesthetic. Uh, oh, thank you. Yes, yes, it is 100 percent uh, made this possible. So, <laughs> yes, we're really psyched about it, and we think you're really going to like what we have to offer. Um, it's not just stuff that says Radhi Manea on it. <clears throat> it's actually stuff that I think you'll you'll really dig um, that really is inspired by a lot of the artists that we love. So we are super psyched about it. Um, I guess the best way, you know, make sure to follow us on Instagram. We'll for sure be talking. We've been talking about the merch store there, but we're going to announce it first on our email newsletter. So um, if you go to the show notes, there's a link to sign up for that so that you can be the first to see what we have to offer. And we have a pretty limited run of everything because it's expensive. <laughs> so um, and we just don't know what you're going to like. Right. And we have to like try it out and see what you're into. So, um, so Yeah. Make sure to check that out. Um, probably by the time you hear this, within a few days, it should be up and in the world. And you can always go to RileyMania.com. And we'll have a, a Tienda um, tab. And that will take you straight to the store once it's live. I'm so excited, I have mm-hmm. to say. Mm-hmm. I think y'all are going to love it. Yeah. I hope. It's been really fun. Yeah. I hope so, too. So. All right. What's yeah. the next song that you have for yeah, us? Yeah. This is the last song for this little minito. And it's by Andre Veloz. And it's called Etake Taki. 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 Esta que está aquí no va pa' parte, esta que está aquí se va a dormir, esta que está aquí no quiere coro, esta que está aquí no va a salir, esta que está aquí ya se hizo un tubi, ay, esta que está aquí ya puso un té, esta que está aquí anda en una bata y de casa no se va a mover, esta que está aquí, esta que está aquí, esta que está aquí. Esta que está aquí, esta que está aquí, esta que está aquí, esta que está aquí. Esta que está aquí. 
This is another this is one of those in our Venn diagram. Anthem. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's an amazing song for a number of reasons. Um, this is a Dominican bachatera. This song is not bachata, but she is a bachatera. And um, I wanted to give a shout out to Latinos Out Loud, who have a great episode with her that I can put in the show notes, <clears throat> where she talks about being a woman in bachata and all yes. the like story yeah. that comes with that and um it kind of made me like fall in love with her a little bit i was like you're pretty amazing and mm-hmm. this song is just an incredible like high energy jam all about wanting to stay home basically right absolutely i, I mean i think that the fav- my favorite part about this is that she's like Listen, I already got my bata on. I'm down to party, but you got to bring the rum over here. Yeah. Like, if you're not going to, like, if I'll dance and drink rum at my house. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know? Sometimes they got to bring the party to you, you know? Yeah. Sometimes That's... I just, sometimes you just need to, like, be on your couch and get shitty there. That's a real feeling. Yeah. I think that's one of the things I, I didn't like about New York is I felt like people didn't host as much because people lived like all over the place. Maybe it's different now because people seem to cluster a little bit more. Like most of the people you know live in in the vicinity. But in D.C. it's like we also have bigger homes. So well, a lot yeah, of like kickbacks that, at home. You know, I feel like for yeah. me, I feel like there's like I love hosting, but my apartment really is not set up well to do that. Yeah. Right. Like I yeah. love cooking and I love cooking right. for people, but like I never have like people over for dinner, more than two people over for dinner. And even when we do have two people over for dinner, it's like we're eating on the couch, we're eating all sorts of places right. because there's not enough room to Yeah, there's no really like, like room. properly <clears throat> sit down, you know? Yeah. So it makes yeah. me that makes me sad for sure. Right. Yeah. I mean my apartment isn't great for hosting because I have a roommate and they live in like what used to be the living room. I have like a converted situation to kind of make it affordable. But some of my friends live in bigger houses either that they own or that they rent with other people. And so there's just a lot of, mm-hmm. so it's like we're, we're older now. So I think people are less like into going out and more into hosting at home. So mm. that happens a lot, um, <clears throat> a lot. And I'm definitely into that kind of kickback chill vibe. So but yeah, one of the things that she talked about on Latinos Out Loud that was really interesting was that like the history of bachata, that bachata was a genre of music that's really associated with brothels in DR, because that's like one of the places where that music was played, I guess. And so she's gotten a lot of people sort of being like, why are you like, why are you playing this music? Like, why are you singing bachata? Like, you know, kind of like it's beneath her or that it's like low class or that it's like maybe kind of scandalous mm-hmm. or dirty. Mm-hmm. And that was not something that I knew about the history of bachata. Yeah, yeah. I listened to that episode, too, sort of when I was listening to um, some episodes of Latinos Out Loud to prep. And, um, and yeah, it was really uh, it was really cool to learn that. I definitely didn't know. Yeah, I know. It's fascinating. I would love to, to dig more into the history of Bachata. Maybe sometime we can we could focus an episode on that. <clears throat> but, um, but, yeah, I was really – there's so few women in the genre that are at least, like, getting a lot of attention and it seems like she is so I'm really psyched for her that she's making it happen that she's really dedicated to the to this genre that I think is amazing obviously yeah 
Totally. So I'm looking forward to following her more. So cool. And we're going to have to post the link to that Latinos Out Loud episode. Yeah. So you can yeah. I can put it in the show notes so people can check it out. Because we were on the show, I think, the next week, which was really fun. Yeah, totally. A good time. Oh, I want to give a quick shout out to um, Ebony and the Anthology of Booty DJs because I went to two of their parties, one during Pride in D.C. and one um, at the Allied Media Conference. And both times, Ebony played a song that I featured here on Radio Media a long time ago during our Shade episode called Vete con El by El Supernuevo, another Dominican. Uh, love that one. It's such a good song. And both times, Ebony was like, you, like, you you brought me this song through Radio Manea. And I was like, yes. So thanks so much, Ebony, for the sh- for playing that music that I, you know I love when I'm at a party. I mean, there's nothing better than that. So um, yeah. super, super fun moment. I like that we can inspire some DJs with some new song ideas for their sets. Oh, and Ebony's DJ name is DJ Natty Boom, which is a good, it's a great DJ name. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you all so much for listening. As always, we're going to feature all the details for the music that we feature today on RadioMania.com on our show notes. And please, um, we're also going to feature in our show notes uh, details to get on our mailing, our email list, which -hmm. is the first place that you're going to find out about our store. So definitely... Uh, be watching out for that and sign up if you want to hear about our store as soon as it's up. Yep. You can also follow us on social media. We're at Radio Manea on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Um, and thank you so much for listening. If you didn't check out our last episode, um, you should listen. It's a fun one. It's called Exagerada, and it's all about songs that are really extra. So, uh, mm-hmm. an interesting mix of music based on that theme. So, you should check out that episode if you haven't already. Hasta la próxima, y'all. Ciao.